Welcome to episode 55 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, the business and fitness podcast. My name is John Miller. Sitting with me today, we have John Fody. What's up, guys? How are you? And Nicholas Saka. What's happening? And uh, our episode today, guys, we are going to talk about this kind of spawned from a dinner that we had about a month ago where we started off talking about cryptocurrency and it kind of evolved into a conversation about NFTs. So the episode of, or the title of the episode that we're going to do today is what the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> WTF. So <clears throat> you guys probably heard this, this term being thrown around. Maybe you haven't, but everyone is going to know what this term is here pretty soon. I know I've heard it. I've heard people that I respect and entrepreneurs that I respect are pretty, a lot of people are starting to talk about this and um, it's time to, it, it was time for me to, to educate myself a little bit on it. And, and I think I kind of know a basic understanding of it. So hopefully that if you, if you guys are tuning in and you guys don't know what this is yet, um, we can at least give you a, a base foundational understanding of yeah. what this is so it's kind of it sounds confusing but it's not as confusing as as you might think it is right by no means are any of the three of us experts like in the last month since we had our first conversation about it i think we've all done at least a little bit of individual research some more than others um but yeah we want to take this time to just have a conversation about it and and if somebody could find this podcast and learn something else from it then we're helping uh, pass the knowledge along and pass it forward. All right, so what the fuck is an NFT? So NFT stands for non-fungible token. Now fungible means it's able to be replaced or interchangeable. So like a dollar bill is a fungible token because it's real and because $1 is the same as the dollar next to it is the same as the dollar next to it. What makes uh, NFT non-fungible is that it's attached to the blockchain. Blockchain technology is basically like a digital ledger. That digital ledger makes it uh, is connected to a network of computers and is verifiable so that that way, you know, it's it's harder, a lot harder to counterfeit and it's a lot harder to, it's easier, easy to verify authenticity. And blockchain, so... I've heard this word, you know, so it's so funny because I, I own crypto, but I can't tell you why I own crypto or why <laughs> I, I see the value in it. It's just more so I've always said this, that it's I'm just pessimistic about the dollar. And that's why I want the, you know, the electronic, you know, the right. <laughs> the, and, the, and, and cryptocurrency and the cryptocurrency market is a very volatile market. I mean, you've seen the big swings even this summer with with Ethereum and and Bitcoin and things like that. But um, but this word blockchain, from what my you know I guess normal person understanding of it is, is it's kind of like the people's the people's bank system. Yeah. Well, like right. Like when you're first it's uh, not associated with the bank. No. But your first like bank account, you had they give you like a little checkbook with it, where you can write down your transactions, and and you can use those transactions to verify the, the amount in your account. So in the old days, it was like a paper book and you yeah. would write it down okay. and keep your, keep your balance that way. The blockchain, like in the most basic form, is a digital version of that that's connected to like an algorithm. And that algorithm is, is shared between a network of computers. And, and each transaction that's connected to like 
an Ethereum coin or a Bitcoin coin is linked to a blockchain ledger. And so like when someone sells a Bitcoin, that ledger gets gets marked down and in that network of computers, it's shared. So because it's shared within a network of computers and because it's all digital, it's verifiable and it's it's a lot easier to. And then as far as like Bitcoin is a limited amount of them. Right. Right. There's not there's not an infinite amount. It's not like you can print more Bitcoin. Right. Like yeah. Money. There's only so many. And that's why. And that's the the advantage of like of Bitcoin and Ethereum over like um, over like uh, a dollar. Yeah. Because they can just print more print. money. And that's how inflation happens with with Bitcoin. There's only so much and Bitcoin. It, the nice thing about, you know, Bitcoin or crypto in general is it's one pretty much one currency. Right. And then it's backed down by by a ledger. Yeah, exactly. By an online ledger. And whereas the whole world can act as one marketplace, whereas each country, whichever you know monetary value they use, is separated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so like one Ethereum in the United States is the same as one Ethereum in Thailand. Right. <clears throat> um, so yeah. So that's a, a breakdown of of the blockchain technology. Uh, when it comes to NFTs, most most of the NFTs and all the NFTs that I saw are linked with uh, Ethereum. Like they use Ethereum to exchange, um, which I I've been trying to keep up like on Ethereum because mm -hmm. I'm trying to see if like if it's gonna go up because based on that that's kind of attached to it the NFT. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's like the next Bitcoin, I, which it it's looking like it's in that direction. Yeah. From what I understand, it's more useful than Bitcoin. Bitcoin was just the first to do it. Right. Yeah. So. Ethereum's got more of like a network and more of like. Uh, like a system behind it, and and not only is it the main um, driver for NFTs, but it's also like the main driver for like there's a whole bunch of developers and people in the software engineering realm that are uh, building Web three, which is like the next version of the World Wide Web, and that's all on Ethereum as well. So like Ethereum is definitely like a cryptocurrency to to keep an eye out for and to maybe invest in. Yeah, but we don't know, like, the thing that's skeptical is, like, we don't know if it's going to take a hit and have, like, a kind of, like, a even playing ground. Like, is it at a high based on the next 10 years or it's going to go low? We just don't know. Like, True. I want to invest in it, but I think there needs to be a correction, so to speak. Right. Just like anything else, oh. any other market. Yeah. I mean, a correction, the so. cryptocurrency market in general is super, super volatile. Like, like Bitcoin and Ethereum for, like, Bitcoin, for example, like, was as low was under forty thousand this summer, and the last like two three weeks, it's gone up to over sixty thousand. Like, yep. I just have a feeling like once governments get involved, because they're going to want to get their portion of tax on these transactions. Well, they're trying to create their own cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, but guess what? With the amount of power they have, they could probably push that through to where it's beneficial, where it could be a tax write off or something like that for these huge corporations for them to, you know. Put themselves behind it i mean there's so many things that the government can do to control to persuade big large corporations which then everyone else follows so yeah you, we just don't know how the future is going to yeah. be yeah so i i think cryptocurrency like it's like main um defense against that is the fact that it is decentralized um so like there's no like any one government that can control it it's its own thing it's on like this network of systems and it's not able to be touched by any one government because it's it's just out there for everybody. Exactly, but we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So back but to NFTs are purchased with with, with Ethereum. 
yeah. ETH. ETH. Ethereum. So like you'll you'll be seeing like this picture. Oh, well, I guess we'll get into it, but it's like people are selling them for like it's like a one point five ETH. Yeah. And obviously ETH Ethereum. Whatever it's trading is, at, you take that percentage it's, of the same. Exactly. There's a dollar uh, amount of, uh, attached to what one Ethereum coin costs. Right. So it's kind of confusing, but a little bit. And and the other like interesting part about NFTs is that because they're attached to a blockchain, usually they're either sold as a one of a kind type uh, like product or good, or you could uh, release them as like a set of a hundred or a set of a thousand, and, and each like Pokemon one cards exactly like the the most like basic way to like for a lot of NFTs to be explained to people is is like a digital Pokemon card or a digital like baseball card or anything like that, like where they come in, in packs of so many. And because there's only so many, they're rare and they have value because of that rarity and that specialness of it. Another market they get it, that it gets compared to a lot is is like the fine art market, like where, you know, a Picasso painting that's one of one is 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 valuable because it's rare and because it's by a known artist. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like these like popular uh, NFTs are also popular because they're by known artists or known people and celebrities and things like that. And there's lots of like different little little things that make any one NFT like pop and, and become super, super popular. And they're all for really, really weird reasons. But um, it's such an interesting it, it, market. <laughs> it seems like it's like, it's similar to art and people that have a lot of money and they're just bored with their money so they want us to start collecting things you know because when i first started seeing this like i was one of those people that's just like wait, wait, wait people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for this jpeg image right and i've been get. i mean and then i turn around and hear gary v say something like that's not it bro like you don't yeah. understand this and i'm just like yeah. what the heck like i'm not gonna pay for this gif or this jpeg image um, but yeah. there is this rarity of there's only so many of them right. and it's exactly the same thing as yeah. real life art. Yeah. So like when you go to someone's house, it's like a flex for them if they have like these well-known valuable pieces of art in their house. Like you can go on the internet and print out a picture of any of da Vinci's like most popular paintings, but to have the original that's verified the authentic original that's way, way, way more of a flex. Right. So like that, ev that's even in my notes, that's the next quote to put it in terms of like physical art but collecting. I think where the, it mean, it's more meaningful is like, just because crypto is such a huge market is worldwide. Now we're taking these, these NFTs and making them worldwide because like, yeah. you, you, like if say there's a Picasso on the market, you first off, you don't know if it's original without seeing it in person. People can actually purchase things without being in person to buy it. Right. Which is, opens up a huge, bigger market in general, I think just a bigger value, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, the, the fact that it, these are all like verified, authentic, because they're attached to the blockchain is definitely a big part of, of why they're popular, because it's, because you can make sure that, yeah, this is a legit, you know, uh, whatever, like, random NFT I was actually, I when I was doing my research, and I came across a collector who just started a digital gallery in Dubai. I mm -hmm. want to say he's from Dubai. Don't recall his name, but he spent, he's one of, he made one of the biggest purchases on NFTs. I'm not sure if it's in our notes here, but 
um, basically he has a digital art gallery in I want to say Dubai that he can he's purchasing these NFTs and he's displaying them obviously as a flex you know yeah. it's, a, it's an art gallery but digital so that's like going to be the way of the future right now have digital art galleries yeah and that people can go in person actually yeah. touch and see like what right. is original what's uh, you know part of that gallery and, and the benefit to nfts over physical art is is that like you're not going to invite everybody over to your house to look at all the artworks that you have but you can share over the internet your nfts with everybody exactly. so it's and that's the kind of the argument i think gary v was making where it's arguably more um people think that like why that I would rather have maybe the physical item because because you, you can touch it. But I think what Gary Vee was communicating is it's actually more uh, more likely that someone would know that you own something because it's on the internet, and less likely to know what Fody has in his living room that might be of value. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, one hundred percent. Because so many of the things that in today's society are the most valuable are things that can't be touched. Yeah. Like, and like, people could put on like their Instagram head this just came to me. People could put in their Instagram headline like owner of the Ninja Turtles NFT, right. you know. Yeah, and then you can you can go on their their digital like Ninja Turtle website and see that they have that they like, are the owner yeah. of that and Well, I mean, think about and, and but everything's all definitely like perceived value. For 100%. Which, which was the case with everything. Yeah, cuz really uh, cuz when it. you think about it, like how valuable is like on Instagram to have a blue check mark? Yeah. That's what Gary Vee was referring to. Yeah. That's that's actually a good validation. It's basically a blue check mark on art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On digital we're, we're art. And a, and, a, and a lot of like the NFTs aren't even just art. Lots of them are memes or they're they're gifs or they're short video clips. Like uh, one of the one of the examples that I put down was uh, Logan Paul who put out this like uh, let's see he put out short video clip NFTs, and, and it was like a series of them. And some of them sold for up to like $20,000 because it's Logan Paul, because it's a known person. And he had influence. And he has influence. And then he also released like a series of like, like a set of Pokemon cards with himself as like the characters and, and having their own like stats and everything. And because the Pauls are like huge Pokemon fans and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and those are super, super popular as well. And I could see like a lot of different brands going that way with NFTs as well. Um, the NBA's actually a couple years ago got into that market as well. They have their own website that's licensed and verified by them where it's called NBA Top Shot. And what they do is they'll either take like a highlight clip or even just like a player card. And, and so like if, if uh, LeBron James like dunked on Giannis, like they would take the highlight of that video clip and make it into like a card version. So it's like a GIF of, of LeBron dunking on somebody. And they already came up with this tech. Yeah, yeah. they've had that website for the NBA has been out since 2019. And some of their cards have sold for over like $100,000. I bet. And you could even like buy them in packs like you're buying like a trading card pack. And there might be a couple rare ones in a pack. But then they also on that website, they have like a bidding marketplace where if you want to buy like the rare, like there was only like one of 25 of, of your favorite player, you know, from this one specific play or, you know, hoisting up a championship trophy or something like that, you can bid on it and it's like its own like marketplace. It's crazy because it's like an infinite amount of NFTs that can be made. And I kind of did some research too. Right. It's just like, it's like 
literally in my mind, I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's kind of stupid. I mean, like, and I, I, I see why it's valuable, but, like, but at, when I first heard of that sports, the sport, the, the what the NBA did, I was just like, okay, I can, right, I can go to YouTube, watch that same exact dunk, screen yeah. record it, save it to my phone, and then just, but it's the flex. It's it the, literally flex, comes yeah. down to the flex. Of, yeah. I own the LeBron dunk on Giannis. Yeah. yeah, but guess what? This is what. I own that one. Yeah. I, you're looking at yeah. the owner of yeah. that one. All right? <laughs> yeah, but it's not valued unless you have the influence. Like, all right. Yeah. The, so like say that, the NBA made it, right? Yeah, like that That website is 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 especially valuable because it's licensed and by run by the, the NBA. NBA. Now, if somebody buys it, right, whoever yeah. it is, now they have that influence. Right. And whatever. Now, if, now if they sell it, then you can say, not only did I purchase it, from originally from the NBA, but I bought it from this person, so right. now it's even more valuable. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, it's all it's, perception, it, it, and it's and it's so open ended. Like like you could take like a popular like if somebody gets like really popping as like a digital artist on like TikTok or something like that, they could come like like the Pauls have. They could come out with like their own you know versions of like like if someone drew out like if Randall drew out a bunch of NBA players and made trading cards out of it, and it got and he got popular. Because he was coming out with these cards, those would increase mm. in value as well. Yep. So it kind of, it kind of, uh, what I do like about it is that it makes, it makes uh, an, another kind of you know revenue stream or income stream to just the average guy, yeah. the average Joe, which that's kind of cool. Yeah, like the the most like expensive NFT. Will, so I'll just start going through like the the, but the most expensive NFT is called Every Days, the first five thousand days. And it's. I saw it. It's, and it's, it's sold for how many? How many millions? Sixty-nine million dollars. What? So, well, because he's a famous artist. He What's is. What's his name? Uh, Beeple. Okay, yeah. And, but he's. But if he wasn't a famous artist, it would have never been sold yeah. for that amount. So it's called the first five thousand days because wow. because he he in two thousand seven he started this journey of of making one piece of art every day. And he's been doing that every day for the last 13 years, is coming out with one piece of art. And the first 5,000 days is like literally all of the first 5,000 of his pieces of art like mashed together into one like file or one image. And That's what makes it value. Yeah. And, and that piece, like, oh, I didn't see what it originally sold for, but like at an auction like earlier this year, it sold for $69 million. Exactly. So if like a famous artist put all his, but that's a that's a different idea. Yeah. Like, like that's his own idea. Yeah. Like, everything and the, there's other like super super random ones that have sold for just as much, but they're they're popular or they pop off for like so many different reasons. Like another popular one is is this GIF of the Dogecoin dog, and he's got a coin as his body and he's got a dog head and a dog tail. And he's got a rainbow. He's and it's just like this little digital cartoon of him like floating through the air as the rainbow comes out <laughs> out of his butt, basically. And that sold the Doge one sold for four million dollars. It's crazy for no reason other than it's just it's an NFT of a Doge. Some people have got well, it's just the people who and have the, the money to buy. Yeah, it. and the people that are buying it, you you got to imagine that you're not sure if they're buying it as as a as a way to come up, you know, yeah. and I'm going to flip this in a couple years, right. or if they're just really that rich and bored. And yeah. Well, guess what? But, if they but buy I also have heard that there's like fraudulent um, NFTs out there and people, you know, 
pretending that there's a lot of value in them, they're scamming people. Just like people figure out a way to scam anybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but if uh, someone with that can spend four million dollars on something, he's he brought that much attention to that. Obviously, it's all over the internet. Right? Yeah, yeah. With so the hopes of flipping. Now, it too. if he hopes yeah. it, now if he holds it for two, three, five years, and all these people know that the scarcity of it, because he bought it for four million, he's gonna flip it. One hundred percent. Yeah. Especially if Doge, like Doge Coin, actually blows up too. Like. Oh yeah, that's his ticket out. One hundred percent. So if you, hypothetically, if you have money, and you really feel like there's something that. It's eye-catchy that can be the way of the future. Buy it, hold it, blow it up on the internet, right. put it on publishing sites, have people write about it, yeah. and then uh, flip it in a couple of years. No, and that's what these that's what a lot of people are doing. You know? I mean, that's that they're yeah. literally they're people just want the hype. They're orchestrating it, yeah. yeah. But it seems like a giant game of chicken. One hundred percent. Because <laughs> for every one that blows up, there's probably a thousand or ten thousand that don't and just get lost in the 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 bigger and bigger and bigger sea of NFTs. Because yeah. now that it is getting more traction and pe- more and more people are hearing about it, there's more and more artists that are coming out and trying to capitalize. So now the challenge for for people, for artists that are trying to break in and trying to get theirs to pop off is is how do you find that attention or how do you like predict what's gonna, gonna be the next thing to pop off? Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about what some some of the people in the entrepreneur space are doing are they they're selling certain nfts for access to them right right yeah. so yeah. i know so any any nft you can like so you, you can Le- create lebron james is going to come out with an nft that's going to allow the owner of that nft to maybe have lunch with him right or to maybe practice maybe go to sit behind him at a basketball game or if you're Gary Vee, you're going to have access to all his events, right? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe his mastermind, his coaching program. Like, we can come out one with barbells and, you know, and maybe you can have access to doing a podcast with right, us. Yeah. Or, you know, working out with John or something, <laughs> right? And yeah. so it is it is um, a flex in that respect because it gives you access, I yeah. think. Yeah, and it's so open-ended. Like, companies can be as creative as they want to be with, like, what's attached to their NFT. So you like, were actually saying, I don't know if you're going to bring up the Nike that example be, right now. That was going to be go. my next, yeah, is is that lots of different companies are trying to find creative ways to utilize the, the NFTs and utilize even the blockchain technology to help them out. For example, Nike with their shoes, with their high end, like with Jordans or like their like limited release like shoes, a big problem that they have now is, is China and, and other people counterfeiting. And, and so you have, for every like limited release shoe that they come out with, you have another set of people trying to capitalize it by counterfeiting those shoes and, and trying to sell them off as originals. The benefit of the NFT process and using the blockchain is that you can verify authenticity and you can verify you know, that, that is the, the original genuine article. So Nike has taken, uh, has their own website that they're coming out with called CryptoKicks, where uh, the vision is for like any of their new release shoes, they'll be attached to an NFT. Since and since the NFTs, you specify how many, and it's verifiable that it's on the blockchain. So if you go and you buy, uh, you know, this limited release Nike shoe from from Crypto Kicks, you you know that it's the original, and you have the digital version that's attached to an NFT that's attached to a blockchain. 
And you know what it, that's also opening up the doors to is when you go buy a shoe at Nike that you probably can pay with crypto in the future. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's opening the door to that. And, and we've already seen a, a few companies that have come out and said that, you know, we're going to start uh, accepting cryptocurrency as as forms of payment like Tesla and a couple other companies have come out and said that as well. So, Foto, you, I got a question for you. Do you think that they're, you know how they make like, like, Porsche, right? Like they, they come out with 60 limited edition. There's only 60 made in the world. Do you think that they implement that into the car the car world? Too? I definitely see the luxury Highline brands like Rolls Royce, Lamborghini, Ferrari, McLaren, without a doubt, doing that in the future. Like, yeah, why like, wouldn't they? To one out of ten that they make or something like that. Yeah. Um, Plus, that'd be a way for them to uh, to make royalties off of any resales. For those types of cars that do oh. like increase in value as well, yeah, uh, their avenues or revenue stream for them. Does that make sense to you, Fody? I'm thinking, like, because for high end cars, Fody's like Carways NFT. <laughs> so for high end cars like that, though, like like those are the types of cars that like people will hold for a time, but also resell because they increase and decrease what in I'm value and things like that, right? Like, what I'm thinking is like you go to like someone who owns these like rare cars. Like uh, Manny, like Manny Kabashian, like he has like a speed tail or he has like a custom Bugatti one of one. And if he were to, he has access to these brands to say, hey, I want to make an NFT or do it himself on this car. So whenever whoever it does sell, it, it shows the more authenticity to that and just yeah. increases the value. I mean, cars for sure. Yeah. Cars or even if you're just like a famous person that's like a car collector and you have like this like really cool collection of cars, you could just take like and make your own NFTs well, and attach thinking, them to I'm just thinking the future, cars. in the future, whatever, 10, 20 years down the line, why wouldn't any brand create an NFT for any of their products? Why would they not? Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. Video camera that's recording right yeah. here. Yeah. A laptop it's, for Apple. Because if you own, uh, if you own the, um, if there's, let's say, 10 Ducati motorcycles, right? And the only time you really get to flex that is when you're showing someone your garage. And if you're that wealthy to even own that Ducati, right? Mm -hmm. You're probably never How cool. in your garage showing somebody Mark my car. words. One day, just like on my GTR, right? On custom cars, like one-of-a-kind cars, um, there's a technician, like on, for instance, on my GTR, there's a technician that has his signature on, a labeled on the, the engine of my vehicle. So it's like a little plaque with the, with the chassis number and the, and the signature of the technician who built that engine for the GTR. Imagine below that you can scan like a QR code yeah. of the NFT. Yeah. Right. That's what I believe the future can withhold. Which yeah. is actually a great idea. <laughs> this, this, this went Cut from, this out. Cut this, this out. Yeah. <laughs> this went from like a podcast to like a brainstorming session. <laughs> we but can't the, be the only ones that are thinking about this. Right no, now. And, and, I mean, and it's only limited by like anyone's creativity that, that, that has an idea that can enter this space to attach whatever they want to whatever NFT they have. It's just a matter of creating it and attaching it. And we were just saying before this podcast, it's a shame that uh, our brother Randall isn't on here um, with this one because, I mean, I mean, Randall could literally just come out with or just turn any one of his previous pieces of art, you know, and he could just start pushing them out, pushing them out, pushing them out. And then one of them just happens to blow up. Exactly. You know? Or some rich kid in Australia or, you know. Yeah. Anybody that, that you know, wants to buy it. that starts like, like gaining a following in the art like space. Like, 
they should be paying attention to NFTs more than anyone else. Because if, if you can get any type of like online following to where your art becomes popular, like over the world, like over the internet, like leveraging that fame into like an NFT is definitely probably the most lucrative way you can do it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Back to the crypto conversation, it's you're starting to see it everywhere. So like UFC fighters that come out, their shirts say crypto.com. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady is is partnered up with some sort of crypto organization, right? Yeah. And you're starting to see him promote it. Um, they're what, really starting to what's see. What's his name? Banks uh, are accepting it. U.S. Yeah. Bank posted on LinkedIn. U.S. Bank's like, we're integrating crypto and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So like... This stuff is happening, you know, and we're at the very beginning stages of all this stuff. Yeah, 1,000%. I think uh, even this week, Coinbase, who I buy my my cryptocurrency through, Mm -hmm. they they came out this week and said that they're they're coming out with their own NFT marketplace. So through Coinbase, you'll be able to buy NFTs. Okay, yeah. You know, um, this... Which a lot of these companies maybe even what crypto.com can do is yeah too or something yeah like oh, that. any of those places like to make it easier for people so to buy guys, NFTs. what i would suggest and i so now that i know i didn't know miller was john miller was invested in crypto but all three of us are and i just think it's just important to get skin in the game no matter what it is yeah because the risk factor now versus not doing is higher yeah you know like um, especially like in my opinion with ethereum because that's what all of this is backed by and like I said, it's Ethereum's gonna be the backbone of the next version of the World Wide Web as well. Oh man. I mean, I've already made like twelve thousand dollars with Ethereum. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, oh, all right, let me buy some and, and just watching it, I'm like, holy cow. Real quick, guys. There are sixty-eight just to give you a perspective of how early the whole NFT space is, um, there are sixty-eight million Coinbase users today and there are only 400,000 open sea users open sea is like an nft trading platform yeah. yeah okay yeah there's there's like a whole bunch of like marketplaces that like that have their own like collection of nfts that you can buy there's, there's a couple of different and then through those websites is how you you're able to flex like your ownership of them so whichever one whichever cream rises to the top of that will be like the one where everybody has like their nfts on but like each one has its own different thing. Like like I was saying before, with with like the NBA and with uh, with Nike, they have their own websites to where you can verify the authenticity of theirs and where you can show off your collection of those. So um, so Coinbase coming out with their own marketplace for where people can can upload and and share their NFTs yeah. is going to be a popular one because there's probably it's one of the most popular crypto wallets. Yeah. Like Cash App's probably another one that'll that'll get into it soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, by all these huge brands and corporate companies doing it, it's gonna devalue the whole each one. I should say. Yeah. Well, that, so that's yeah. why I say like, yeah, Ethereum is the backbone. But like once these Coinbase and Crypto.com and you said Cash App, people are gonna. It's just separating everyone's money. Right. So we don't know the true value if it's gonna go up. Yeah. Or go down. Like, we don't know. Like, so it's, that's what's kind of skeptical to me. But that's why I always, like, I would start with, like, ones that have low buy-ins. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, Shiba, like yeah. Shiba's, like, hot right now, right? It's like yeah. super low buy-in. 
So, but there's I, no utility behind that one in Doge. There's like they actually don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, but like even those, those but are even if you invest, that's a giant Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Shiba and Doge right now are just term. those things that people are buying just to say that they have it. You no, know, but I mean, because I, they're I cute co- and they're popular. I have a cousin right? that's already made a lot of money off of Shiba. <laughs> for me, I'm like cash out, bro. You better cash out. Right. Oh, well, even Doge like had a sharp rise and then a sharp decline. Oh yeah, it's fascinating. But if you guys look um, back to the crypto conversation, if, you know, if if you just want to just put some skin in the game, if you got a hundred bucks, just buy a cryptocurrency to see what happens. You know, yeah. like and just <laughs> I, and and it will be volatile. Like over the summer, I bought. A bunch of crypto when when Bitcoin was at fifty, and in my first month it went right down to forty two. You're like, <laughs> I was like, well, done. shit, my hundred dollars is eighty dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's fascinating what's happening. Yeah, you know, We're, yeah, it's it's an interesting space. And, and Fody brought up like a good uh, a good point that that we don't know yet which direction or which marketplace is going to rise to the top. But it's but because of the amount of money and the amount of attention that every that NFTs just in general are getting, it's definitely worth having an eye on it. I and, just don't and, see and, how something like Bitcoin can go double, or all these new ones are coming in. I just it's hard for me to because it's the most known. known. And, and yeah, but and, and, and you give because, it five years, like other brands are going to be. Known. And because Bitcoin is almost as like synonymous with cryptocurrency as like Kleenex is to tissues. Yeah. Because when you think of crypto, you think of Bitcoin. Right? Yeah, exactly. And you see Bitcoin ATMs everywhere. You don't see Ethereum no. ATMs and things like that. So, although you might pretty soon, you will, you will for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that is a good uh, a good point to bring up. So that if you are leery about it, it's okay to be leery because nobody knows anything at this point. Nobody everything knew. is uncertain. Yeah. Like everything, even the stock market in general is uncertain right now. Like, yeah, we don't know if it's gonna go up. That's just, I mean, it's the name of the game. Like, you kind of want to, if you're looking to invest, one thing's certain: keeping money on the sidelines, uh, keeping cash on the sidelines is probably smart. going devalued. It's it's smart right now because um, well, it's I, good to diversify. Just like like that's I mean, like the the. The strategy that's as old as time is you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. You want to, yeah. yeah, you want to have some of your money in stocks. You want to have some of your money in real estate. You want to. Now you you probably it's probably not a bad idea to have some of your money in crypto. Oh yeah. And and even a smaller slice of that money you can you can invest in NFTs. NFTs. And it's worth a shot. But because it's so volatile, like there's the the ceiling on it is a lot higher than than the stock market would be. I just so I just have to double check this. Um, Bitcoin is now worth more than its weight in gold. Um, so, and this was oh, I mean that was actually back in February. Um, but see, that's okay. I just gold is beginning a time. Yeah, it's just it's hard to have more value of something that's going to be here like silver. Yeah, before we were here. Yeah, and it's going to be here after we were here. Yeah. Bitcoin potentially can, but also all these networks can shut down one day, and right. you can't touch it. The right, the, yeah, the, yeah. Like the, we can't the, see the internet. We could see it. We yeah. can see the thing that that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has over gold, though, is that you can counterfeit gold a lot easier than you can counterfeit a cryptocurrency. 
Like, yeah. And that, but golds. But with technology nowadays, yeah, it's hard to counterfeit anything in general. Right. I mean, but, but because it's physical and because people can can make a fake version of it, you can fake. Let me ask gold. you this, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic. Here. No, but it's good. Say to, the internet yeah. crashes, right? Whatever. We have no internet. Can't use our phones. Yeah. Natural disasters yeah. happen, and and nobody can get natural power. disaster. Even monetary, even the U.S. dollar, you cannot use. Where are people going to lean to? Something you can touch, feel, right? Yeah. Gold, silver. Right. That's why. And we go back to our original barter system. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So. Yeah. It's I start. Hard for I me start to... selling my body. Right. <laughs> 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 okay. No. We, yeah. Um, but that's just. Uh... Which kind of you know which which that point you know does make me want to bring up another thing that I I found when when watching you know researching and trying to learn more about the whole crypto and and mining it and then all these computers that it takes to to make it even a thing is its negative effects on our environment and the planet and how it may in some cases like speed up you know uh what it's doing to the world yeah yeah because it takes like so much power so so much natural resources to even like mine and create a cryptocurrency right so that raises a whole lot of other um concerns yeah. and it where... and it does rely on the internet to hold itself up right it'll be weird it'll be weird to see what happens with uh with everything but you know i mean i mean when we were uh kids and we were watching like jetsons right yeah and we were looking at what the future could be like because you know back to the future yeah. and all this stuff like no, no one had cryptocurrency in mind when they were coming when they were like dreaming up those types of scenarios either yeah um but we did we did envision like you know a lot of the even like Will Smith iRobot how everything was there was a bunch of flying things and then you know and we're starting to hear more about robots and all this crazy yeah, stuff AI and, and AI and but we did see like advertisements or like there's gonna be more I've already seen a couple where if you land at an airport how you're gonna see like a virtual person talking to you like you know. If you're vaccinated, go this way. Yeah. If you're not vaccinated, go this yeah. way. And there's going to be, like, all this yeah. weird stuff going on. Well, I mean, we already see that with, like, the way our phones, like, listen to us and know our activities and know our searches and know everything that's going on in our lives. How, you know, one second you'll be doing something and you'll have a conversation with somebody about, oh, hey, that's a cool watch. I know the next ad that I'm going to get on my phone is going to be for a freaking watch. Yep. Well, here's the thing, especially with this new Apple update, iOS what 15. Yeah. It has this uh, what's it called feature. It's the uh, focus feature. So it knows when you get home. It knows when you go to work. It knows when you get a car. Would you like to turn off certain, you know, notifications during this time period? So the internet and everything we do, everything we touch, from Facebook to Instagram to yeah, what have you, Google, is knowing everything we do before we do it. <laughs> One hundred percent, and it's is. and it's trying to predict, yeah, and in that's the best what AI way possible. Is. Yeah, and when you put it, how many people, you know, billions of people probably own a cell phone, mm -hmm. right? Um, they can track anything, and then you put this whole network together. We're going to be able to be, basically, the internet or AI is going to be able to like know what we do before we do it. One hundred percent, yeah. Our actions before they happen. Yeah. Look at how everybody freaked out uh, last week when when Facebook and Instagram went down for like six hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was funny. I thought it was kind of peaceful. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, what else have we got on NFTs? 
Um, I think we covered pretty much everything that I have in my little uh, outline of notes here, but I think this was a really good, productive conversation. Um, I just want to reiterate, you know, we're three idiots that have done a couple internet searches on NFTs for like the last like month or so. So take everything we say with a grain of salt, do your own research, you know, figure out, you know, you know, if you want to flex on something, what you want to flex on, uh, look at what you like and, and, uh, but I think we've- Let me ask you this, Miller. Would you buy an NFT right now? Um, and if so, which you, NF type? Which type of NFT would you? You know what? I was looking at because I liked the because I like basketball and I like the the NBA. I was looking at the NBA's website and looking at the prices of like their packs and of their like special cards How and stuff like that. Um, the packs started. Here, I'll look it up real quick. Like expensive, like no, like like some of like the cheaper cards were going for like six to twelve bucks. Okay, uh, but. On the opposite end, like the the Dame Lillard card that I have in the notes here was going for fifty nine hundred dollars, and and the most like expensive cards that have gone on that are in the range. So I of, guess it's just like whatever you feel is like interest of you, like what's yeah. your like just like Pokemon cards. Yeah, exactly. Like, remember like, Pogs back in the day. Yeah, like, I, I, something like that. I I would be shocked if like the company that owns Pokemon isn't trying to figure out a way to like leverage. Like their digital digital, version. digital versions of Pokemon cards, um, into to where people could use it and leverage the fact that they're just as popular as like the physical cards. Let's see, let's see. I got an available pack here. Let's see how much a starter pack for an NBA Top Shot is. Nine bucks. But there's in that starter pack. There's probably nothing of like super super value, or there's like a really really small chance that there will be until 20 like, years from now we don't know exactly it's worth it yeah. or not. but the the real money is in like the the bidding marketplace where you have these rare like one of 25 cards so the nba said they're only gonna make a certain amount of this card is that what you're saying they have they have like it's like any other like trading pack card where there's some are going to be you know one of a thousand some will be one of a hundred and then they'll have the super super duper special like hologram Platinum cards that'll be one of twenty-five, maybe. They could be just as worthless as regular basketball cards. Exactly, though. exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. Like how many, like, like my dad had a storage room full of old like baseball and basketball cards, and when my, me and my brother went through them, ninety-nine percent of them were worth <laughs> dirt. <laughs> but but he did have you know one like one cool like rookie like baseball like uh, who's the pitcher for the. For the Mariners, uh, Johnson and Randy well, like Johnson. Randy Johnson and, and Ken Griffey Jr. that were worth like a couple hundred bucks, and we were able to flip those for a little bit. Oh, and nice. Yeah. Okay, and this was recent. Yeah. This was, yeah. Nice. I mean, my dad passed away in March, and like me and my brother like started Went going through, through nice. go, started going through everything. There's okay. a lot of cards there, and there's a lot of like work to be done. And between like the job search and everything, we haven't like spent an, as many weekends as we probably wanted to going through it. But I mean, we found some that were worth something. Okay. So. But like I said, ninety nine percent of them were worth or dirt. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is probably a higher probability because of which the you're going to see a lot of yeah age. You're going to see a lot of crap NFTs, yeah. and, and and you'll yeah. see a lot of money, a lot of artists that thinking I'm going to leverage this and, and I'm, my NFTs because my art's cool is going to be really popular, and they're going to end up dropping like a hundred bucks uh, NFT to try and sell them, and aren't going to be able to flip them. <clears throat> yeah, like for everybody that for everyone that pops off, there's going to be another ten thousand that don't. Yeah, yeah. I think just the the probability 
So the ones that are going to rise to the top are going to be the most talented and the ones with the biggest following. And my question is, is somebody like who just wants to just invest in something simple? Is that is there, what's the probability of something they buy for, you know, 50 bucks is going to be worth any value in the future? Like, does somebody from, from influence have yeah. to buy that for it to be any value? That's well, my question. Right. Well, it's going to take like A, forward thinking and B, getting in early on something that you don't know. So being able to predict, you know, I think this artist is doing something cool and I think they're about to pop off. So I'm going to buy this early so you before go by it the, pops you off. So you go by believing in that person before exactly. the, yeah. the actual. Or, or just trying to get in early. Like like if you follow somebody that has like a medium following and, and but you have a good feeling and you believe in that artist. Because a lot of these stuff with buying NFTs, it's not about hoping that it, it uh hoping that it pops off or hoping that it gets valuable over time, but it's about supporting the artist or supporting the company that you believe in as well. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But as but as as the case with everything nowadays, attention is what makes things valuable. Yeah. You know, so that's why Yeah, things are valuable because they're popular. Exactly. That's why blue check marks are popular. Or or valuable. Can't right. sell them though. True. <laughs> True, and, and, and you can get. Do people get blue check marks taken away at any point, or do people lose their blue check marks? Um, I'm sure, there's guidelines behind it. Yeah, I'm sure they're pretty sure. Yeah, or they can get their account like suspended or deactivated yeah, for, for bad sure. behavior. <laughs> yep. All right, you guys got any other final thoughts on on NFTs, crypto? Anything no. else that we talked about in this conversation? No, that's it, man. Yeah. No, if you guys tuned in, thank you guys. This yeah, is also the first uh, YouTube video podcast that we're posting. So um, if you guys are tuning into this one, thank you guys so much. Yeah. And expect a lot more of this video format for our podcast. Definitely. Thank you, guys. We out. Peace.